You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Hey everybody, welcome to a very special episode of 90S, because all of the episodes of 90S are very special. What do we talk about this week, Scott? Uh, we start off talking about comic book conventions, meeting celebrities and artists, and then we move on to the Hollywood film Battleship. Uh, Sounds awesome. Talk about that a little bit. John, what's up next? <laughs> yep, uh, Battleship was so exciting it made us want to talk about Hunger Games, and uh, I got a little distracted and then decided to talk about True Blood. Naturally, Those things are related. Yeah. Naturally, we had to also talk about incest, which led us to a little film you probably have not heard of called The House of Yes. And uh, so people have never. Well, somehow that led us into Beverly Hills 90210 for yeah, a very short time. Natural progression. Natural progression, yeah. Uh, we touched on Cats the Musical and how Keith and I are big fans. Uh, we talked about Plastic Patrick, how fabulous he is, and how sex change is an issue. Um, yeah, that's... Wraps that up. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, and then we, we, we heard about a little book called Steel Beach by John Barley, which uh, you have not read. Also about more transgender issues. All yep. that and more, because there's tons of shit that we talk about that we're not talking about right here, on another very special episode of Nine so long. What is it, like six weeks? It has been so long. It's going to be like another fucking four before there's another one. It's, so it's cold outside now. It's cold outside. No, fuck you, dude. This, yesterday and today were like the last days of summertime in Montreal. Or like not yeah, summertime, it's but cold like outside fucking cold now. out there right now. Yeah. Uh, but I, I had coffee on a terrace today, so uh-huh. I feel that I was like, this is the last time I can do this because I'm leaving for a month. So, and I was like, when I come back, I was like, it probably won't be, but as a kid, coming back like mid to late October, there was at least a chance of like frost and snow. So the next few weeks of 9 to 5 will be run by the rest of us. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> why, does, why does that sound so evil? You're like, it's just pictures of Keith naked in compromising positions. Please tell me that's not Fine Arts Fridays for the next six Fine Arts Fridays. But it's like, no, no it's cool. I put them through Mondays. Instagram filters. <laughs> Look how no. artistic these are. No, it's not Fine Arts. It's not artistic at all. There's nothing artistic there. It's Fuck Mondays. It's fuck Mondays. Mm-hmm. Like You're this, back at work. Deal with it. We're putting the fuck back into fuck Mondays. Here's Keith fucking Photoshop getting fisted. Thanks, Scott. You're great buddy. I didn't really Photoshop that, though. Huh? <laughs> oh, shit. You were there that time? Yeah. God damn. This is 90S, everybody. Um, what's going on, John? Who the fuck has coffee on a terrace? I, me? People who enjoy both coffee and terraces? Yeah. Sometimes even just one of the two, I guess, would suffice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would it, like, it's like we had, um, we went to uh, Mate what, Latte. What are they called again? Uh, I remember. High school kids. That's, those are the people. You're also forgetting about NDG hipsters. Don't forget them. What are, you, what are you guys on about? If there's a terrace and it's nice outside, sit there and Why have the coffee Why the fuck would I, when you go out on a date yeah. with your lady, or your gentleman, I know we have some lady listeners out there. No, we don't. I'm just kidding. Um... And then you're like, when you go that's to a fucking coffee nice. shop, and you're like, let's sit down and have a coffee. If there's a place where I can sit outside, and it's Why not fucking retarded it? cold, I'm going to sit outside. Versus sitting Is that outside. what was happening, Keith? Were you on a date? With my lady. 
my lady. Or gentleman. Then we had Whatever. my lady or my gentleman. And then we had some fucking delicious quiche. <laughs> okay, it's, let's just move on as if this were going really well. <laughs> the quiche was great. We watched some dogs. There was some nice, it was a cute cocker spaniel. I think Sarah might want to try and get a cocker spaniel, which I think is a step up from the Shih Tzu or Lassa Apso that she wants. I guess this is why we normally give you topics to write about. God damn. I have plenty of fucking topics to write about. I've seen like a bunch of movies. I've played like a bunch of video games. I've also Me too. I threw my back out and I basically consumed nothing but media and oh, any food that required no cooking. But for, Scott, like, though, even though this will be like two weeks from now, you were at Comic-Con today. Nope. Nope. You didn't go? Okay, so none of us went to Comic-Con. Actually, I have something to say about Comic-Con. Okay. After trying and failing to get media accreditation for two weeks for failure. Foot Footnote. Montreal Comic Con did not give us media accreditation. The Montreal Fantasia Festival did. Fan Expo did, even though we couldn't make it. The Montreal Fantasia Festival did. Uh, I said Fantasia. Yeah. Montreal Fringe Festival did. And the Montreal Just for Last Festival. But apparently, Comic-Con. fucking Montreal Comic Con is well, too good for us. Didn't we apply late or something? No, no, we didn't. didn't. I spoke to the girl the, the day that it was expiring. To be fair, I did leave it last minute. She was replying to me, no problem, and then suddenly stopped replying, especially when I said, I can't make it to the printers last minute before it stops. So she replied to me the next day saying, yes, you can send this in after the, the, the due time, uh-huh. except that I could no longer print the applications online. They were no longer available. Hmm. So I sent her everything else, and she never replied to me, even though... I inquired further about it. Even a refusal would have been nice. A refusal or like too late, you know, too bad, so sad would have been okay. But she just completely stopped replying to me even after she told me that it was okay to send this in a couple of days late. Interesting. What's fucked up is my brother today goes to Comic-Con and he gets back and he says, guess who I saw there? Al, our old buddy Al that we've known for like 15 years plus, who is the co-president an organizer of Montreal Comic Con <laughs> and has invited us to participate in it with us next year. Yay, Al. That's all right. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't really shit on them that bad in the story. <laughs> I thought that their procedure was insane, being like, do you run a blog or website? Submit a printed copy of that blog or website. I was like, like what do you mean? Shit. Yeah, and <laughs> to be I give fair, you a URL and then you decide if it's any good. Other than the one word answers I got from the contact after that, what she said in response to my, how am I supposed to print a website and send it to you? Do I mail it to you? She just said, scan your cards and send the forms. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that might have been her realizing that the, like, the written thing on the website was crazy fucking talk, and that providing a URL was how you actually maybe refer maybe. to a website. I looked into cans, and they wanted printouts of stuff too. Right, but they probably want prints out of like your media articles package and yeah. your articles and whatever, like else like that. But I mean, but like for a fucking comic con, you're like, well, we fucking here we do a podcast that's about comics. We fucking write comics. We fucking mm-hmm. do all sorts. Of, yeah, we right. make a comic. We yeah. write. A, we read. We talk. We draw. So basically, we don't have a whole lot to say about comic con. Except that we're gonna be there next year, Comic Con 2013. Watch Woo! out for the nine to five crew. We'll be all dressed in black with laser guns. Countdown starts now. Dun, 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 dun. 365. To be fair, my minus 18 hours. Had a good time. He picked up a really good canvas painting of Doctor Strange by this artist whose name I forget. Sounds like Modoc, but not like that. Let's say it was Doctor Strange by Modoc. Who's going to correct us? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody comments on these things. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's pretty awesome. He was super happy. It's actually in the room behind you if you wanted to check it out. And I've seen pictures online of people meeting Jane from Firefly. Yeah, yeah, Jane from Firefly was there, Malcolm Baldwin. McDowell was there. Baldwin. Um, Alex the Marsters was there. 
James Marsters. James Marsters. Wait, I don't know has he done Spike. anything since Spike? I don't know, but apparently he was... Oh, James yeah. Marsters? But yeah, he has. Yeah, 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 but also he did a concert, right? Like he had like an acoustic guitar and was like singing songs. Really? Like it wasn't just like a Q and A. He was like, "Fuck that." The two captains were meeting. Shatner and Stewart. Yeah, the two captains were uh, the two captains and James Marsters though were panels that you had to pay an extra fee to get into. Yeah. I would have paid. Yeah, I would have paid. But that's still like to me like I understand if there's the demand. You're there to make money. You're fucking running a con, and it's like the first. It's it's like everybody's fucking talking about Comic Con this year, and it's a pretty big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. You walk around, you see people in costumes and all that shit. Yeah, so it's on fucking Shome. It's on the Virgin Radio. Like like there's a giant fucking buzz, and I understand that they're trying to like amp it up, and they need like you need to fucking make money to make sure your next year is bigger and all that stuff. But by comparison, when we went in Toronto, yes. we went to see Bruce Campbell in a thousand seat auditorium, and it wasn't the only fee for admission was waiting in line for an hour. Which I'm sure people waited in a line for an hour for the fucking two captains equally. You know, like... What was the fee? The, what? To get in to see them talk. I think so. it was an extra... Th- I, you know what? I don't even remember. I think... Because, I mean, the, if it's like five bucks or whatever. No, 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 no. no, no. Like, I think, like, the regular price tickets were, like, 20. Maybe no. tack on some... Yeah? Well, my brother paid 35 for... Yeah, no, but, but he might no. have had, like, mid-ranked? mid-ranked? No, $35 is what you paid to get in today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, to get yeah. in today. But not to get in to see the two captains. We're talking about yeah. you had to pay yeah, an extra fee. Yeah, I'm talking the, the extra fee to see the captains. $35 to get into Comic-Con didn't get you in to go see Shatner and uh, Picard. Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Like I said, I would have paid the extra fee. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm saying it's a little weird in that we could go to Fan Expo and I could sit down and watch Roger Corman and Bruce Campbell and fucking uh, Joe Michael Straczynski and fucking... Didn't you pay extra James to meet the guy there? Or, or uh, that was, that green, was the extra, but that was a full... VIP meet Full and VIP meet and greet where you got to sit down with him and have a fucking Which basically date. covers for extra fees to see special people. Mm, very different. Because there was also there was also an aid. There was that wasn't that wasn't an extra show. That wasn't pay twenty dollars to walk into this room and, and sit hear him down. Talk. This was you got to go to the bar with him, and then fucking get actual sit down face to face time with him. Then you also got the photograph. Where's this guy? Uh, uh, West Craven. West Craven. Oh How yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, but yeah. remember, I also got this from a friend, and I only paid like ten bucks extra for a regular ticket for this. That's it was good. worth quite a bit more, but he just was like, "Shit, I just don't want to lose money." One of my friends bailed on this, but yeah, it was West Craven like star package where mm-hmm. it also included an autograph from him, which, as we know, what these cons is twenty twenty five bucks at least. at least for like an autograph session. And session. He signs your thingy, and you he walk signs the your thing. Off. Then it was also given an autograph poster from him, like it was there was a nightmare uh, nightmare on Elm Street poster that you got. So technically, like two autograph memorabilia from the guy, mm-hmm. one of which of your choosing, a fucking eight by ten like photo taken with the guy. Uh, okay. On which they gave you a pink shirt. Yeah, that was hilarious. You need to put that on the website. I totally do. Pink shirt that I don't own. Uh-huh. Because they, like, I, I don't know. It shows up pretty often in the comic. Yep. It does. I often wear that pink shirt in the comics. <laughs> and then also like a VIP like session with him and his wife, whatever, at a bar, where they guaranteed you like maybe like five, ten minute like sit-down chat with him. That's pretty which, awesome. I'm like, right. that's extra money. A panel? A fucking panel to sit down and just hear him like, answer questions? Like, it's... And I'm not saying the, it's not necessarily the quality worth it. level of questions at cons. Thank you. Yeah, little... how much it was. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, my understanding, I think, was that the the cheap seats were like probably twenty bucks, maybe twenty five after taxes and service. I don't know. For me, panels are always what's worth it for me at cons. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. It's just I but think that's, that that's why, why you, pay. you go. You yeah. pay your entry fee to like, get the panels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. But like when I go to Fan Expo, I didn't pay extra for the panels yeah. ever. Like and like the the last Fan Expo we went to, like I said, like. Two Bru- years ago. Bruce Campbell, Joe Michael Straczynski, Joe Caseta, uh, Roger Corman. Like, these are all panels that, like, fucking giant 
Peter David. Peter David. Like, giant fucking names in... I still don't think those guys are as big as Shatner in the... Really? How many Academy Awards has fucking... I don't think it's big as much uh, as the entertainment value is. I mean, the panels yeah. where we saw... What was it? The art combats with Alex Malev? Uh, yeah. Or yeah. Sure, whatever but like, is. when we went to see Bruce Campbell, that was a big thing. And if they would have said... 20 guys have to pay 20 bucks to come in and sit down and listen to him answer... They probably still would have filled the room. What are you doing, Evil Dead 3? Like... Yeah. Yeah. But they still probably would have filled the room at 20 bucks extra a head. Like, but it, to, to be fair, that was kind of a... That's where you would have felt like you were like, hey, what the hell is this? Why would yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sure. I love Bruce Campbell, and I loved how I felt the seething hatred he had for the entire room during the entire <laughs> yeah, yeah, panel. Yeah. Well, I bounced on that panel, right? I bounced on that panel. Was it to go see Corman, or was it to go see Straczynski? I don't remember. Corman. I think it was, yeah, it was to Because we saw we, uh, Straczynski, I don't remember. Might have been Straczynski. I think it was something else for Corman. I think Corman was for the autograph session. I think I went to go see Corman instead of waiting in line for the autograph session. You bounced but, due to the spineless sycophancy of the crowd. Yeah, and I was like, this is just no fun and whatever else like that. And then like when the, the Corman fucking Q&A, Roger Corman, yeah. uh, Lifetime Academy Award winner Roger Corman, who produced fucking like, the first films of like James Cameron and like, fucking hooked up yeah, Martin yeah. Scorsese with his first thing. Like, like a real fucking deal. Like not to take anything away from Patrick Stewart or William Shatner. Like their fan base is obviously bigger, but I'm like, Roger Corman fucking like, made people's careers mm-hmm. as a producer and whatever else like that and like the Q&A was like fucking fantastic like super like interesting like detailed like uh, like nuanced little stories about s- ultra famous people and you're like this is fucking kick ass like mm-hmm. and you're like and then it was like I was like how is this Q&A not even filled like it wasn't even like a packed Q&A like kind of thing and I felt like really bad for him then the next year he won the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Academy Awards, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like yeah. all yeah. the stupid people, like not say stupid people, but like people who weren't there to go see him. <laughs> he means the rest of us. Yeah, I mean everybody else in the fucking room, guys. No lie. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but I mean, I just I felt bad for like this old guy who's like in his fucking twilight years, being like, who's like you know produced fucking the original Piranha and like Barbarella and like whatever else like that. You're just sort of like, how can you not pack a room? Like, this is a for real fucking legend, and you're like, no. Yeah. He's got better things yeah. to do. I'm fucking dressed up in my anime costume, and I'm going to stand outside in the grass. That's Otaku Thon. <laughs> Weird Otaku. Fight with paper swords. Yeah. And stand there with a cardboard that says free hugs. That's the craziest fucking thing. The people at Fan Expo, the anime that. fans at Fan Expo, mm-hmm. the crazy otakus, who are outside of the venue on the grassy hill near the venue, just like posing and play fighting. And you're yeah. like, you paid money to do this. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> what the fuck? Go, go to the Tams. You can do this every week. <laughs> exactly. You're like, yeah. what's happening? That's good time. We should start a trend. What? No. As dressing up as Tams. anime characters at the Tams? I don't think so. No, I mean, just dressing up as anything and going to Tams. Just constant Tam dress up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys. It'll be like a different theme every time. Every time. So, we usually talk about the shit that we've been watching, reading, all that shit. Scott, uh, what do you got for me? I sat down with the wife last weekend and we watched Battleship. How did that go? Uh, shockingly watchable. Really? Completely that fucking entertaining. fascinates me. Uh, don't you like my my fake fucking voiceover for Battleship? And you were just sort of like, I I will. And everything you want from that movie appears. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård is in it, so Eric Northman is a captain of a navy ship. Does he make out with vampires or no. guys? No, everything but, I want from this movie, Scott. Does someone scream, you sank my battleship? Because if that doesn't happen, then that movie failed to deliver. 
They never sink the battleship. Then, then fuck. That's no, so not everything win. I want from the movie. Yeah. Liam Neeson needs no. to look seriously into the camera and say, "You sank my battleship." No, I'll tell you what Liam Neeson does do, though. Does he put pegs in Cause, a board? Because they aliens aliens cut Liam Neeson off from his daughter, and he gets really mad. <laughs> okay, they use a grid to track down alien movements, and they send fire rockets to F four. <laughs> this stuff happens, and it's fantastic. That's, that's all right, but yeah. but without without a character yelling you, you sank, sank my battleship, battleship. Yeah. i feel uh, uh, missed the, missed a fucking thing you know, the action of the movie the action of the movie is great so it's it, but we kind of knew that was going to happen anyways Rihanna. i'll get to Rihanna in a second <laughs> the action of the movie is great but it was like going to be like a big michael bay action smash wow, movie no, I was directed by the same guy that directed The Rundown with The Rock and Sean William Scott. Yeah, okay. And Christopher Walken. I don't know who that guy is, but I mean... Oh, that's his leader. name. He directed one of the HBO 30 for 30 movies, the one about Gretzky. Yeah. Okay. He's a Canadian dude. Action movie guy. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that I really liked about this movie is the way that the script was written is they, they laid out elements that made sense for them to be there in the first 10 minutes. And when it, they became useful again towards the a- end of the movie, they were there and it made sense. It was very organic. So it was like someone had read the script and said, oh, this makes sense. Let's make a movie of it. It was great. It was just like mindless popcorn movie, but it wasn't the awful travesty that it looked like. So like, like, do you think that maybe they were like, I wrote this fucking naval fun time movie where some aliens fucking thing. And then like someone was just sort of like, Hasbro's looking to option a battleship movie. Your movie has battleships in it. Could you, you ever put them could, together? Could you make them shoot missiles at a grid and say F four? <laughs> like, no, I actually think it was the opposite. I think they got the option to battleship and wrote a script. I was like really into like, really into battleship. Some, I some, can't wait for some this screenwriter. I swear, some trapped. screenwriter was like, "This is the challenge of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> How to make this at all usable?" And he did. It was a good script. Uh, the challenge of a lifetime that. would be Hungry Hungry Hippos movie. That, no way. So that, hippos are terrifying. Would, yeah, hippos are, and they're they're like the most deadly mammal on the planet, and they also like. You could make it into a total, like, schlocky piranha style, like anaconda, yeah. you know? There's just hippos are everywhere, and they're hungry, hungry, you know? Like, okay. I was at, at yeah, Gambi Zoo, like, yeah. two weeks ago, whatever the fuck it was, whatever Labor Day was, and <laughs> they had this, like, like, like the hippos, there's, like, the hippo pit, which is also, like, if you know how the other pits are, you're like, how is this pit in the, like, almost same confines as the fucking lions? But you're like, but if you know hippos, you're like, yeah, hippos will fucking kill you yeah. in, like, a yeah. fucking kill more people in Egypt than alligators. How? They have no teeth. Well, just because alligators strong. don't live in the Nile, it would be crocodiles, but they are Hippos are what people think rhinos are. They charge yeah. you. They're very strong. They just charge you. Fast. They smash you over. They trample yeah. on you. They fucking smash you under the water and drown you. They break your fucking bones. They're That's one of the most vicious. territorial animals on the planet. Apparently one... And this is the thing when you're reading the facts. This is one of the things that hippos do to like... Mark their territory. Oh, I wanted to tell this story. You want to? You can go. You can jump in. You you know they have those really super cute little dinky tails. So what they do when they poop, their their like scent glands are near their their anus. So as they're pooping, they press as hard as they can and they shoot poop out in a huge gigantic spray that'll go like seriously ten or fifteen feet. And And then they they their their tail in front of it, so it makes a gigantic cone of poop that's laced with. Like <laughs> hippo hormones. In the same time, oh they also God. splash yeah, around, they wiggle frothing around, yeah. which apparently can like, so like thirty meters in all directions. <laughs> this like this poop smells. That's like a hundred feet. Yeah, a hundred feet fucking around them. So two hundred feet end to end of just being like, yeah, this is my fucking pond. <laughs> <laughs> can you 
explain to me how you guys both know this? Because well, I read it on the internet. Zoo. I've I've seen videos of them doing the dance, <laughs> doing the little the poop splashing dance. Yeah. I'm just like, let's spread my poop everywhere in this water, so everybody knows this is my water. Yeah. And if you get within this fucking radius, Bro, I'll just fucking you. smash you yeah. and kill you. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so so Rihanna. In conclusion: a hungry, hungry hippos movie would be a Terrifying. great idea. So Rihanna. <laughs> yep. No, the one thing I didn't like about this movie is the aliens Rihanna. are like these giant Master Chief looking dudes, right? They're like seven feet tall, they have power armor, they're covered in metal, and Rihanna is in the movie, and she plays one of the naval officers, and she runs into one of these aliens who backhands her right in the face. She goes flying (laughs) ten feet into a bulkhead, and she sits up, and she rubs a tiny little drop of blood off her mouth, and I'm like, the aliens hit softer than Chris Brown. I was gonna be yeah, not scared yeah, of it. Maybe later I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say if she gets up and she's like, I've seen worse, and you're like, what? <laughs> Sorry, Rihanna. We could still be friends. <laughs> like, no! We'll still collab on a track. Fuck. Yeah. I saw Hunger Games yesterday. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did it deliver? It really did. Really? I, it really, 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 really did. The uh, is this because you had read the books? Have no, you guys all read the books? I have not read the books. Sarah, I haven't either. Sarah has read the books. And oh, it, apparently, also the 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 movie gives a little bit of background that the books doesn't. Like it pulls a little bit from the second because the books are are all first person. So like once the main character gets sent into like into the tournament, she doesn't get any idea of the fact that like her actions are affecting the political climate outside of the tournament. Whereas the movie shows that a little bit, mm. so I'll set up the movie. Like, here's the here's the thing, and as to why, why I thought it was cool and overall. Has like, anyone else seen this? Uh, yeah, I've seen it. You guys have seen it. I, I haven't, but I've talked to enough people about it. And you've okay. read the books? No. Okay. Yeah. So, if so, for those of you who don't know, it's the this the idea is is that there are uh, twelve districts that are um, sort of I guess subservient subservient to the the capital district. They had an uprising 75 years ago, fucking, or maybe 80 years ago, because to give time for the war because of the 74th, whatever. Pac-Man's shaking her head. Say 100 years ago. Whenever the fuck the districts had Regardless. The, the this, districts had an uprising. I feel like this is way more detail than we need. Isn't this yeah. basically no, no, no. like the PG version of Battle Royale? No, 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 because the, it's, the, it's the political background that makes it not the PG-13 version huh. of Battle Royale. It, yeah, the ultimate even Hunger Games. Even though it games, is. Even though the Hunger Games situation is the PG-13. The reason right. why I was invested as a non-reader of the books and as a non-whatever, the reason I got into it was the political climate. So, the capital city fucking managed to quell the rebellion, and then as a tribute, they were just sort of like, so once a year, we take a, ma- a boy and a girl from each of the 12 districts that we fucking defeated and fucking quash a rebellion, we make them compete to the death, and we only, and then there's one winner, and we give them whatever else like that. And, and the ages are what, like 13? 12 to, to 18. 12 to 18. Yeah. Yeah. And there's uh there's like that's the a pre- pretty big fucking range. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And you see it too. Well, it makes a difference because when the twelve year old starts running, he doesn't make it very far. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 But it, it's kind of interesting too because for every year older than twelve you are or some shit like that, your, your name, name gets, gets put in, in an extra time. So by the time you're eighteen, your name is in the draw like thirty times. When you're twelve, it's only like once. Right. And you can also put your name in more times for rations and shit like. Huh. So like there is and and if you get in trouble, so like you get caught brawling, you don't get detention. You, you get, get a, your name in the jar. You get your name put in. So it's like like as you get older, like it's it's pretty unlikely that you're going to be a twelve year old in. As, right. as you're older, it gets more and more likely. So but like and as the president sort of says, he's like, why do you think we have a fucking winner? And he's like, it's to give them hope. If we just fucking pulled twenty four people from the fucking like districts and just fucking killed them. 
that he's like, we'd have another uprising. He's like, somehow they still think that they're better than us because one of them wins. <laughs> like, he's like, it just like is, and it's like the whole, like, that whole, like, political idea. Okay, but I can't help but feel like that, that plays a backseat to the main plot of the film. Like, oh, no, no, How much screen time actually, does this politics that's, have? No, I don't think so. The, the politics are actually very underlying because you see the main character kind of playing up to them. Yeah, yeah, it, she makes the entire game, to, so to speak, a, about that and, and pandering to it for survival. So it's not just about what she's doing; it's about the entire workings of the society. Like, plus, the district, the, the district that the main character is from is from District Twelve, which is like a super poor coal mining district, whatever else like that. And there's like all this shit. Like they've they're, never. They're basically from the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah, like they've never won, and whatever else like that. So like the fact that she's. Like, do, like excelling in the game, the fact that she's whatever, like she throws up the little like symbol of her district, and people fucking start rioting in the streets and all that yeah. shit. Like, there's like that's what makes it, I think, a little more interesting. So you, you really liked it? I I really really thought it was yeah, good. I, I would have liked the violence to have maybe been a little more played up. No, see, I, I would have like liked the other. This. I would have liked the other. Twenty characters yeah. to have a little bit more screen time. It's still, it's still an over two hour like, length film. There's like a bunch of characters that get whacked kind of off screen. And you're like, oh, okay. And then they whittle it down to like the top seven. Did they seven play a eight. bigger role in the book? Anyway, yeah, yeah, a lot, of them, a lot of them had. I know yeah. like Rue had a bigger role, Foxface had a bigger role. Like the real... That's my favorite controversy about this movie. What? Rue? How they made her black? How they made her black and people went bananas. The, the, it's... And in the books, no race is given. Yeah. Right. They're just on screen, she's black. Twitter exploded with a bunch of 16-year-old racist girls from the Midwest girl. going, I can't the funny, understand the funny how is they made Sarah, it black. Sarah was like, like, I had only heard a little bit about the Rue controversy, and she was like, like she was like, blah, 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 Rue, and I was like, oh man, is Sarah about to get really racist? But Sarah was just worried about the fact that when Rue died, that if she got the proper burial, she was like, if she doesn't get the proper burial, I will be fucking pissed. Also, spoilers, Rue dies. <laughs> well, guess what? Everybody fucking dies. You know what? 22 yeah. children die. You know what did spoil it for me? It was fucking spoilers, spoilers, only 22 die. 23 die. I mean, all of them die. Awful. All of them die except the winner. In any case, I never read uh, the books. Nobody ever told me anything about the story at all. So okay. when I went to see the movie, I went in completely blind. I had mm-hmm. no idea. And seriously, 10 minutes from the end, like 15 minutes, they get to Cornucopia. Yep. And the other guy there, you know, the, the stupid douchebag. Kova, on, whatever. Whatever his name is, yeah, is yeah, there. The one guy. And they're about to face off. And what sounds like 12 helicopters, the sound of 12 helicopters fill the theater room. Like, okay. And we don't hear anything from the dialogue at all for the rest of Weird. the Weird. So that, that, I only watched that on DVD, so it wasn't the same. Although the Wolfatrons, which I found out from Sarah, were way fucking worse in the fucking books. I don't know if you know this. Hold on. Wolfatron? Mm-hmm. So uh, there's these what? weird, like, half, like Hulk dogs? half humanoid wolf things that, oh, like... Look, back it up a little bit. The, the, the battle royal aspect of this happens in a very controlled environment mm-hmm. um, where... They are forced to... They've, they've created hybrid animals, like these crazy poisonous hunter-killer wasps. wasps. The, you, there's a perimeter. Like, if you go beyond the perimeter, they'll just fucking light yeah, a forest. Like, the main, light a forest fire. The main, the, main <laughs> character, the main character does the most brilliant thing. Everyone starts off, and there's, like, this thing called the cornucopia, where there's a bunch of food and weapons. And That's her trainer her trainer says, do not go there. That is a killing ground. Everyone dies there. 50% of the fucking team, like, people die. 
Fuck no, it. So the first ten minutes. They're going to this like way before yeah. they go. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have like training, and yeah. they have to like pitch they themselves they and sell themselves out to halfway through the film. to marketers. They all meet before and try yeah, 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 to get yeah. a chance to bond before this whole nice. killing spree. And, and they have to sell themselves to marketers to get bonuses and help during the game. Like a med kit or a soup or right. whatever. Right. Right. This can of soup is brought to you by Soup Soup. Right. By Soup Soup, the official supporter of this person who's going to die in a couple days. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's so, the political, so the first thing, thing she does, she's out. like, takes off and runs in the opposite direction from everyone, and she just tries to keep going. She's like, I'm yes. just going to survive in the wilderness for the next 60 days when everyone else dies. <laughs> and they're like, no, we can't let that happen. And they just they ignite a forest fire in front of her and send her chasing back in the other direction. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Everything is controlled. So it's definitely worth a watch. So the, the big little, wolf dogs. The little they, wolf mutation things, whatever else like that, are like half humanoid, half wolf. Killing machines. I, I had no idea they were engineered and shit. Like yeah. I, I seriously don't know like really a video game. In the books, hmm? they have the faces of the fallen. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Sick. Oh yeah, and on top wow. of that too, like they just because technically, once they throw the bad guy off the cornucopia, and the game doesn't end until he dies. Katniss is out of arrows, so they're just sitting there on the fucking cornucopia while this guy's getting eaten, apparently for hours, because he only technically dies when his heart stops. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, the faces of the people that have died in the fucking game eating this fucking dude, and they're like, we've kind of won because he's getting eaten. But we have to sit here but and But we're wait just for sitting here finish. for fucking hours listening to this guy moan, watching faces of people that we had, like, had to either kill or grew close with and had killed in front of us. And I was like... That's fucking fucked. Not in the movie, but like that that's in the book. And I was like, that is super messed up. Like apparently they look down and it's like sort of like looking at like a dude you knew and you're like, What the fuck is that? It's like, a pretty sweet video where that happened to a guy. He was in a, on like an African safari with his family, this Japanese you guy. You watched a video of a guy being eaten by an animal and you think that's sweet? Well, the John? animal part was sweet. There was, I mean, yeah, lions. John. They're majestic. No, but like when you watch a lion take down a zebra, you're like, badass. That's badass. And well, anyway, this was pretty awful. Like, He's like oh, on right. safari with his family and like taking pictures. Like, I know we're great opinions expressed by John. And then he, <laughs> he like gets out of the car to get a better picture of his family, and like five lionesses are like, oh, what? Well, he just got fun. out of the car, and then they knock him down and eat him with his whole family watching. They're like, is this dude for real? That's Why amazing. Why come out yeah. here? Why is that on the internet? Because everything's, on, everything's the internet. on the internet. Everything's on the internet. I'm so glad I don't internet. You internet a little bit. You're on the internet. More importantly, you're so that. glad you don't go into the savannah and leave your car. Yeah. I don't drive, so I'm safe. <laughs> like, I'd be safely in the car. Yep. So have you seen any cool movies? Backseat. Have I seen any cool movies? Recently? Well, now that you ask me, I'm drawing a blank. That's cool. Oh, my brother gave me this movie to watch, that, and the name of the movie escapes me now, so never mind. Sweet story, Sophie! <laughs> you could tell the, the story of the film, and we could try and guess the title. No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh. I just got it, wow, like... Okay. Double good. Double. John? <laughs> Nigel right. Bennett is in it. I don't know who that is. He played Lacroix on Forever Night. He's Canadian. Great. Cube 2. He was in Cube 2. That was pretty sweet. Cube 2 was... was Nigel that? No, Bennett Hypercube rocks, was the man. third one. Anyway. Hypercube was third? No, Cube 2 is Hypercube. Cube 2, Hypercube? What was Cube 3? The third movie. Sphere? Cubes. <laughs> Dodecahedron. Yeah. All the rooms are triangular. John, movies? <laughs> Sweet um, I'm not going to bring up a movie, but I did watch six episodes and I, all the way up to the end of season five of True Blood. 
Cool. That was so you're up to date. So up to date. Finish. Have you guys all watched that? Yep. Nope. Yep. Except for Sophie. But Sophie said she stopped watching it. So do you not care anymore? I don't care. I've read all the books. Okay. So spoilers, guys. Yeah. How do you feel about the end of season five? I fucking loved it. I thought this was this was my favorite season by far since the first one. Except for the Ifrit storyline. Ifrit storyline. I was like, and I was glad it wrapped early. It sure did. Because I was like, oh come on, like Uh, that. And it wrapped well. It wrapped exactly how it was supposed to. One of you has to kill the other one. Okay. Bang. All right. Yep. When he shot him, good twist. I was like, good on you, buddy. They they didn't find they didn't like sissy out on that storyline. Fairies were sort of shitty, whatever. But it's it's they were, but they played a like an acceptably minor role. It was the the tell me something in the books. The fairies are assholes. What are they like? They're a little bit assholes. Okay. Because that's the only thing I like about the fairies is that they're not magical fucking creatures. They're just the complete assholes. They're not complete assholes. They basically most of them are. So far, none of them have really given a shit about anything, right? Think yeah. about it. Like, like they protect their own a little bit. Yeah. On the count of like, there's like Suki, whatever, but like they're ready for Jason to die and all that stuff. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think they get enough screen time to really have make personality. Full, but they're not know, like they're really super like. No, 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 to be like, fair, I don't think Jason's own mother would care if he died. Oh, he's getting better. He's a fucking tool. My yeah. So my my biggest thing though is, yeah. is as always as it always is with true blood is that the best storyline is always the vampire storyline. It was and, and, and so it's that just was like, season, and it's it was like, 80%. like just put more of that. It, it was though. It was eighty percent vampire storyline. They didn't For sure. like. And you know what? I'm, I'm even going to take you to task on the Ifrit storyline. Like as bad as the Ifrit was, it was really cool to see more of Terry Belfler's backstory and why he's been so scarred and why he's all screwed up. Really? Yeah. And the fact that he yeah. did. Acid and was in Iraq for years and murdered people. Murdered a bunch of people murdered a bunch under of the people orders because of it was the easier superior officer. Yeah. And it was the orders of his superior yeah, officer. Yeah, but, but while then, he was on, tripping but balls. But the superior officer did it because it was just the easiest way to take care of the fucking situation. Like, like it's, that, I enjoyed that part of the storyline. I liked I like watching the Terry more, and the, yeah. the, the, the drama that he went through on that. I think he's awesome. The Ifrit storyline bothered me a little bit. Uh, there wasn't one other little minor minor sub storyline that kind of bugged me a little bit. Terra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually was going to say, that was probably my favorite part of the season. It, it was... She, like, got embraced in a horrible way. Tara had a terrible, like, it was like a terrible situation, and then she didn't interact with any of the other characters other than, what's her name? Pam and, Pam. uh, Jessica. And even that, she really didn't talk to Jessica all that much. They had, like, a little bonding moment at the start of the season, and then the last six episodes, she's just, like, on her own, learning how to be a vampire at yeah, Fantasia. And I don't I, understand that was like Jessica thing. We'll come so back hot. To that. That's 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 all but there is. To she's understand. like it's she's like the perfect the little newbie vampire story. You know, she's just yeah, like yeah. learning how to be, finding out her ropes, like learning her place in the world. Her sire like treats her like shit, but then every now and again gives her a gift. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. The, the, no, the, I mean, I understand where they're going with it in a show. I just don't understand where the fuck they came up with her because she's nowhere in the book. No, Jessica. She's talking Jessica. Really? Jessica. Yeah. John was talking Tara. I was talking about Tara. Oh, I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tara Pam sire progeny relationship is kind of fantastic, and 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 even even like Tara coming into her own. Like, in terms of like confidence, it was yeah, it was yeah. great. But so, also, uh, how do you feel about the like? This is a mega spoiler, but like, how do you feel about like Bill rising as New Lilith? Like, I'm, I'm really sorry, sure. what does that mean? Yeah. So he uh, he drinks Lilith's blood. Lilith being the first. Lilith yeah. being the first. God the then he rises in blood. So as basically, though, as a proper geek would say, he just diablerized Cain. Ish. No, he drank a big old vial of Cain's blood. Yeah, exactly. Which. Doesn't exist. Like, like, think about it. it. Would fuck you up by that potency. No, no, no. In in 
In Vampire, you have vials of elder blood in the in the. Light. You don't have vials of Cain's blood, though. Exactly, but the vials of elder blood give you disciplines for months, right? They they supercharge yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So that, you imagine if you drank Cain's blood, who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah, like w- there was a point where fucking this is like in the last episode. Somebody is mentioning oh from the book of vicissitudes, and I'm like somebody is going to use vicissitude, and Anna's like what's that? Blah, something like the guy turns into a pool of blood. No, no, it's vicissitude. Don't worry, Anna, he's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, love your sound effects. This season, <laughs> <laughs> this season more than any of the others, they've just like given up on any pretense that this isn't White Wolf stuff. Yeah. Like it's oh, crazy. Yeah. Also, my favorite, one of my favorite little like nuances of the whole season yeah. was the fact that the um, the the home base, like the home base of the fucking uh, the Justicars mm-hmm. or whatever. Were not the Justicars. Authority. The Authority. The Justicars. Yeah. And then they the get taken over by the No, but, but they were just sort of like, they were like, when, like, the base of power moved from Europe to North America, like, brick by brick, we moved this entire building yeah. over to North America. And I was like, that's the most vampire thing in the world. <laughs> Being like, yeah, our base needs to move. Want to build a new base? No. no. We're going to take the old one. We're just going to take the old one and yeah. move it brick by brick and piece by piece to, like, assemble. Yeah. The exact same room, but in in like in the new world. I was really really sad that the um, I forget what the actor's name was. Christopher Milanos, the guy yeah. who played the original authority, the, the Mega Venture guy. Yeah, who like <laughs> who was like the main authority guy at the start. I I watched him in the like, guy from uh, Oz, Law and Order, American Summer, Law and Order. Okay, seven uh, seasons of SVU. Oz. Also he plays a psychopathic yeah. homosexual manipulator, uh, like abuser. He's like the most violent, sadistic abusive person and yeah. like I wanted him to have more screen time and just like get more into it because he's such a good actor and they he's like tragically underused in the show Law and Order SVU yeah he was the, the lead on that. that stuff really yeah, yeah that's, that's the Law and Order with uh, Ice-T and Richard Belzer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't see that one I watched the what Christopher Maloney SVU special victim unit he's, he's the lead of SVU Okay, I didn't even find Suki that annoying. Normally, she's like the worst part of the she show. Wasn't, she okay. wasn't in the show. She she wasn't isn't that so weird? I find that... Okay, this is she's the oddest super pregnant, comparison. Though, that's why. Huh. Really? Huh? Yeah, she's super pregnant. Are you talking about the Suki? actress? Yeah. Not Suki. Anna Paquin? Suki. Suki. Anna Paquin is really... Anna Paquin, super pregnant. Oh, twins. With Bill's children. Yep. Anyways, oddest comparison here, because I also hate Suki, and she's the lead character of the show, and she's the most annoying thing about the show. I felt the same about Sailor Moon. <laughs> That's not a bad man of bad How about Buffy? That's another... No, no, the exact uh, same thing. I fucking hated Buffy, loved everything else about it. I actually... I don't, I don't find her as bad as I found Buffy. She, is this she, because you're dying and you have a penis? No. Well, I really didn't like Buffy. And I, I don't... I find her to be bad. fair, Buffy never really took her top off. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a great part of... Uh, HBO, guys. Guys. <laughs> HBO, thanks so much for, for that. Also, <laughs> also in terms so of Sunday entertainment on HBO... Yeah. Not a whole lot of incest sex going on in, in True and, Blood. And they, well, a little. There was no, a little bit. They're like brother, and, uh, brother, sister, sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the? Are you brother and sister? Not really. Oh, okay. No, we're vampire brother and sister. Yeah, but that's. No, I know, but they, like but they were still like, oh fuck, apart. we need to throw in some incest because fucking apparently that's the thing to do on <laughs> HBO. No, no, because True Blood, True Blood did it once, right? Bill found out that the girl that he was kind of interested in seeing was like his great 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 granddaughter, and was like, ew, this is gross. I'm gonna go kill someone. Yeah, yeah but yeah, you know, are you it's up the to Viking who's gonna come through? Are you up to date with Boardwalk? <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, uh, finished. Yeah, there you Not go. The season premiere is tomorrow. So Boardwalk's like, what's up? Fuck you, incest. Yeah. <laughs> we are all over that shit. I, I'd say almost worse. That's why I'm saying I'm True Blood. Worse than Game you. of Thrones. Way worse. Yeah, exactly. Way worse. That's why I'm saying True Blood. Thank you, Sunday night. It's you should really see Boardwalk. I don't wanna... Yeah, no, I don't think I really don't think Sophie would enjoy the true crime. She's not really yeah. into gangsters. I really am not. I fucking hate, I've never even seen a Godfather, and don't say gasp. Oh my god, you have to see it because I gasp. Oh my god, you have to see it. But neither is Scott. So you're in fucking I guess shitty company. No, the no, fist pounding. We are in shitty company. Oh, because the Godfather is one of the treasures of America. Godfather see, I did not want to hear that a thousand and one times. Okay, but here, thank here's you. The thing. You get a prize for being. The, I don't know Sophie. how many people who said that Sophie. after I said I've never seen those movies. Here's the worst incest. Then brother and sister is mother and son. That's the worst incest. That happens in Boardwalk Empire. We've seen it happen in Great Tragedies before. It's been done. Yeah, but not in Boardwalk Empire on TV. I don't care. It's been done. So is Brother and Sister like a million times. I'm just saying it's a worse incest. It's a way worse is incest. Is it? Is it? Yeah, I think sure. incest is just bad. I don't think there are levels. Here, do you want to know why it's a way worse incest? Because Keith doesn't have a sister. No, I've just analyzed it. You're totally oh, right. It's way worse. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This makes sense now. Yeah. Is this why you don't like boobs, Keith? Because you only had a brother to have incest with? Does this just feel more familiar to you, flat-chested chicks? I'm just going to take a note. Tonight, on a very, very special <laughs> 9 to 5. It's taking a note. We talk about Keith. Today we talk, we talk about, about Keith. Incest. <laughs> and what it means to each and every one of us. Uh, Sophie, your brother was in the military. He's probably more fit than a lot of the men in this room. Speaking of which, my brother was walking around shirtless in the apartment in his jeans with his belt and helped me fix uh, the blinds that I ripped out was of my window. super hot? Or only a little hot. No, he was just <laughs> getting dressed, and I'm like, come help me, because I ripped out the blinds from my window. I've seen the porn that starts that way. And then he came, and I was holding up part of the blinds, and my brother was there shirtless in the window trying to hook it up. Still and my porn. neighbor walks by and stops and gazes at us. And this is awkward, so I'm like, hi, Richard. <sighs> and he's like, I just died in your arms <laughs> like, my brother's helping me fix up the blinds. He's like... Great. Must have been something you said. So on that note, <laughs> who has seen The House of Yes? What is that? Oh, oh yeah. It's a wonderful film. I think I saw that. Probably with you. With you. Yeah. What? The House of Yes? The House of Yes? Oh, Parker Posey and Freddie Prinze Jr. Yep. Those people are alive still? No, this this is like a 20-year-old film. Oh, that explains And uh, what's your face? Tori Spelling. Yep. Oh, my God. In it. This star-studded um, cast. I must see it. Oh, man. it's It's really like... You know, I don't know if you guys remember seeing Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, the film. Yes. With Kevin Spacey? Yes, yes. No, I never saw it, but I love well, Kevin Stop Spacey. Stop Alec Baldwin. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic, yeah, yeah. but like, you really get the sense that like this is a piece of John theater Lithgow. that is being put really? on. John, John Lithgow? Lithgow was in is it? Who's the fucking, who no, plays Jack the mark? Lemon. Who plays the mark? Lemon. Jack Lemon. That's, Jack that's my bad. How do you confuse the two? They it's like a legend with a comic. And also one of them is three feet taller than the other. Yeah. John Lithgow and Jack Lemon. John Lithgow is like eight feet tall. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't think they'd be dollars right now. Anyway, yes, Jack Lemon was actually who I was thinking it was the worst part. Anyway, House I've always meant to see it. House of Yes is like this theater piece about this really disturbed American family who are like in a sense trying to relive the Kennedys. A little. No, that's mostly just Parker Posey wearing a pink Chanel dress. Parker Posey's weird. No, but they're but like they're they're in this like hyper upper upper class yeah. American house and whatever, and there's like a whole lot of incest going on. It's it's crazy. Upper class. It's, Do you have yeah, it's basically it's basically one of the one of those sons brings his new fiance home to meet his family against his will, yeah. and they just like, the first the first time they they see him again because he's the one who is like this family's crazy and I want nothing to do with them. So they come back and they try to pretend that everything's normal and by the end of the movie you're just shaking your head with how disturbed this whole family is. And it's not just incest. It's just all kinds of broken 
familial it's like a, it's relationships. It's like, like a downward spiral of every time you think like, oh my god, this is the most fucked up family ever. They find a way to like top themselves. And then this poor this poor girl who is the guy's fiance who is like brought into this to meet the family and finally like meet her her fiance's family and it just goes horribly wrong. So who's the very fiance? Entertaining. Tori Spelling. Tori Spelling. Yeah. She's actually not bad it's, in it. It's a very surprisingly like she's underrated. I think that movie. given yeah. a chance, she could have flourished as an actress, but she was always seen as Donna. I don't know what has she done that was really remarkably good. Donna. Donna. I just think that she could have, you know. Nine hundred two one zero. She's yeah. Okay, yeah. but not nine hundred two one zero. It is not the theme song. Exactly, that's the thing. I think she's actually decent and. What was she good in though? You know what? I've been rewatching nine hundred two one zero. Did you guys on Netflix? Yeah. You know what the bullshit part about it is? Netflix, I guess, to like drive up sales of DVDs, omits certain episodes. Really? Like, it doesn't have full seasons. It has like 18 episodes of each season. It's missing three to four episodes of every season. That's fucked. Why would it do that? I, like I said, probably, I guess uh, yeah. probably just, just to be like to drive up episodes of the DVD, like, including, including motherfuckers, the episode, my favorite episode of all, when Scott Scanlon shoots himself in the head by accident. Oh, yeah. Where he's just like, look at my gun. Not Brandon, who? Scott. David. His name was Scott. You Scott Scanlon has killed Hold himself. Hold on. But Hold on. I'm thinking David about Silver. David. Stop. All, David. all three of you. What? You guys actually watched this show? I watched it. All three it of when you are like, out. no, no, it was David. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, I watched the show and I Brian was Austin kid. Green's okay. character was David. David Silver. Yeah. There you go. You guys? So, yeah. It was Donna and David. I was in grade six when it came out. Uh, and Donna and David. And shit. Donna and David were the couple. Yeah. The couple. Yeah, no, they, no, no. Luke, Luke and Brenda were the couple. Luke and Brenda. Yeah, but Brenda didn't couple. stick around long enough for that. To be John's like mouth is like couple. John, I never watched Nine or Two and Zero until Sarah started watching it. That's all. What? You're you're arguing about these characters' names? No, no, no. But okay. But Scott Scanlon. It's like, you can look at this up on YouTube. Bring it back to the badass YouTube, story where this guy funny. shoots himself like, in the head. He just, he's just sort of like, hey, David, look at my gun. And he's twirling it around. My dad has a gun. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Bam. Oh, my then God. Then it goes like all slow motion. And David's like, no. What'd you say? Like, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like the first ever fucking Imogen Heap. You can fucking YouTube this shit. Yeah. I don't know why it's never been like fully embraced by the internet as a thing. Because yeah. it's just him spinning it around. And then you hear a gunshot and like... And Brian Austin Green's character was like, no! and I was like, what? Yeah. And I was like, Sarah was watching 90210, yeah. and I told her, I was like, I'm not watching with you. This is fucking bullshit. Yeah. But when Scott Scanlon <laughs> fucking dies, tell me I want to watch it. <laughs> I want to watch it like a hundred fucking times. But no, it's I not. Used to that's watch one that of the episodes show. that's not in fucking Netflix. And I was like, you're bullshit. Huh. I was 10 years old when it came out, and I thought it was cool. And I watched it all the time, and me and my friend Emmanuel would talk about it, and it was great. Was and that Emmanuel in space? What? Emmanuel? Are you talking about porn? Because that's not something that she's had to live through her entire life without hearing. Uh, I don't know how many fucking times. That's really original, Keith. I'm sorry. That's great. That's very grown up. At least I went to the in space version. Yeah. That's the sixth one, I think. I think it's maybe even seventh. Yeah, could be. I used to go to a bar that they played Emmanuel. I have no idea, John. <laughs> no idea. The Emmanuel film. Exactly. That's why porn, I was like, guys. English people don't Emmanuel. know this. All the Emmanuel, they were all on Blue Nuit. Did you never watch Scramble Porn? I did watch shitloads of Blue Nuit and Scramble Porn. Soft, but 96% of them were Emmanuel. Emmanuel films. Yeah, it was Emmanuel was this slutty chick. It was like a French thing. And she got into all these different situations. A slutty French chick. Oh. Original. Oh, and alienating our audiences. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a One French chick. One fucker at a time. Um, Je m'excuse tout le monde. <laughs> Je m'excuse. Yeah, no, anyway, so all these films were like, 
Emmanuel. Like, and like, Emmanuel was like the soft core version of like Debbie in like the Debbie Does Whatever yeah, films. Yeah. Like, saw like she just did everything. But then Debbie like, Does Dallas. Exactly. It just culminated into as Debbie as all great the, film franchises space. do, in going space. to space. <laughs> I yeah. never saw that one, to be fair. Leprechaun? Leprechaun culminated. Well, uh, Leprechaun, Leprechaun peaked in space. Then it went to the hood, and it was like a little downhill. Yeah. Uh, Hellraiser? Hellraiser went Hellraiser to space. Went to space. Jason? Was awful. Jason, Jason went to space. Jason went to space and was amazing. It's when you, like, when you... Uh, Superman. Super, what? what? Superman 4, they fight on the moon. Yep. Oh, my God, I forgot about Basically, that. like... I, I, I didn't even remember there was a fourth one, I and I'm sure that, that was, like, my, my brain on There's purpose. five, no? There's, There's four. four plus the reboot, Superman yep. Returns. Okay. But like the Christopher Reeves for Christ- there's four Christopher Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, when you go to space, you're it, it's like a, a fucking symbol of we've given up on what makes this franchise yeah. good and pure and we're just fucking throwing we've in. We've run out of sharks. Now we have to go to space. Exactly. We're just throwing in an element to fucking like yep. try to sell seats. That's funny, because in the Phantom Menace, because they've already done space, they introduce sharks. Huh. <laughs> Fuck man. Fuck the How Phantom about Menace. that? They're gonna. It's gonna be in 3D, guys. What is? Phantom Menace. Menace. They're re-releasing it in 3D. They're re-releasing really? it in 3D. They're re-releasing the entire first trilogy in 3D, and they're subsequently gonna be releasing the entire second trilogy. They're you know, re- it sort of makes sense because they are releasing Raiders of the Lost Ark or Indiana are Jones, they? whichever one. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be in yeah, 3D they're putting soon. It into 3D. Like in a couple of weeks, kind of soon. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I, I, I realize it's a dirty, filthy cash grab, but I'm probably really going to enjoy it. They're really fun movies. Well, you know what like I'm excited the about? fucking yeah. psyched about? Yeah. One, Finding one, Nemo they is going to be 3D. Space. By the way, one Finding and three Nemo. are good. Two is not amazing. Temple of Doom? Uh, Temple of Doom is not amazing. It, it, it's, it's fun, though. Disney fish. It's super fun. <laughs> Disney but but fish! Fun. Like, there are bad, bad, bad parts about it, but there are very, Namely very that good chick. Parts. Yeah, the chick is awful. But chick okay, is but Short Round's amazing. Short Round is amazing. Yeah. And short round driving the car is more amazing. Doctor Love, no time for Jones. Wait, Are you guys no, talking no about that love, Doctor Jones? We got okay. no time for love, Doctor Jones. Is the wrong line. That's the line from the Kevin Smith film. It's Doctor Jones, no time. Hold for on, love. Hold on, you can quote that film if you want to. You could also quote the Indiana Jones film if you want to. Therefore, Doctor Jones, no time for love, which is the one from Clerks. Clerks and no time no, for no, love. No, 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 no time for love, Doctor Jones is from Clerks. Doctor yeah. Jones, no time for love. Yeah. Is the actual quote right? Every did you know that this is a fucking like every, he messes every quote. Every up. quote Randall in Clerks. In, no, but in Clerks, Mallrats chasing Amy, like every quote in a Kevin Smith movie is a misquote. <laughs> like so, just, he doesn't have to pay royalties or what? No, just, it, it, just because it's just all of his characters are morons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's yeah. just like it's like a just like a fun thing. Like they're not like complete misquotes. Like. um... Like adventure, excitement, and Jedi curse Nazis things is excitement, adventure, Jedi curse yeah. Nazis things. Like it's not like the fucking they're like wrecking the quote for their own purposes. They're just like they flip the words around or whatever. Like they're just misquoting. even even like no time for love, Doctor Jones. Like it rolls. No, it's like it's we, we had um, we're talking. There's a Montreal stage production that they're doing of Guys and Dolls, and I was like, how often do you guys get like we're like doing Guys and Dolls? People are like Guys and Dolls. We're just a couple crazy guys yeah. and dolls. They're like, not in Guys and Dolls. Not a song from Guys and Dolls. That's from The Simpsons. Yeah. Like, they were like, all the time. They are like, everybody basically thinks that that song is actually in the fucking song. Like, they're just Honestly, all today I learned. That that's not a song? I, I don't that's, know. That's like, Cabaret. That song is cabaret. 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 I don't know. And life is nothing but a... Ca- okay, well, I, apparently I'm the only one who goes to see musicals. In yeah, this tell business. us about Cats. Okay, Cats is the best music. No, no I love Cats. I drove yes. down to New York just to see Cats before <laughs> I shut down on Broadway. Cats was so you know stupid. I Stop love it. Cats. Holy Sophie, shit. we're not judging you because you're a girl. Right. 
Fuck that's, you. That's totally fair. No, that's that's fair. You Girls like know pets. I have the biggest penis out of all of us. It's a two-hander. And, and many I more cats. I can knock you out with all of them. <laughs> and also, the only one with lady. a cat. You're a cat owner. Yes, right. because I have one cat. I am a cat lady. What are you writing down? Cat. Cats. Sophie is a cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing cats down. <laughs> that's great. Okay, I love Cats. Cats is an amazing musical. I fucking loved it. Thank you. It's awesome. When they come to town, Sophie, do you and I want to go to see Cats? Yay. Yay. Let's get media accreditation. (laughs) Do it in costume. I will. I'll totally do our makeup. (laughs) I know most of the songs by Cats off I heard. There will be photos. Can you sing them while wearing spandex, Keith? I... To say that I couldn't would be lying about the fact that I've auditioned to be a chorus member in the part of Cat Number 5. Coming up, fine arts. Keith, we're, Sophie. Keith, we're wait. You're 29, aren't you? Yeah. God damn it! What? I'm the only one over 30 that would. I can't wear tights. I'm over 30. Oh, I'm the only one. I'm the only one to wear tights in the room. Wait, what? You're not allowed to wear tights when you're over 30. I think yeah. it should be a rule. It should kind of be a rule. Yeah. People can get passes if they're actually superheroes. What if they're fit? And they know it. Man, that's another thing. Fit uh, in over 30 and, and still be worthy yeah. of tights. I don't agree pa- with tights. I think it's Plastic a Patrick can wear tights. That's a fact. That's, is over that's th- a he fact. Is over 30. He's, no, he's, he's definitely over 30. He's holy shit. 40? He's over 40. He's pu- if not past 40, pushing 40. He says, he says his age in the episode of yep. Unplug Yourself we have with him. Plastic Patrick is the definition of fabulous. Yeah. We, we asked <laughs> his age, and I believe he said 40, which in fabulous years might easily put him at 43, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Like when when you years. ask a like like a premier drag queen what your age is and they give you an answer, I'm sure you can add three to four years to that. Like either way, if he says he's forty, he doesn't like a day over twenty four. It's even crazier when you see him not in drag. When you see him not in drag, you look like you're like you're still in Sejep. Like he just looks like a like Sejep kid, very <laughs> primped little boy. You like, know what the, the reason behind that is? I've never seen him out of drink. Moisturizer? It's not just skincare. Yeah. skincare. It's skincare. Exfoliate. He barely exfoliate. drinks. Exfoliate. Barely drinks. Fucking trains for marathon running. Like, he's fucking... His ass is out of this world. It's ridiculous. You just it's feel true. bad about yourself every time you see him. I'm just thinking about Patrick Bateman. Oh, your skin is so nice. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Classic Patrick Bateman is not a bad thing. Don't don't tell him that. I saw him making out with a lesbian once, and I was very confused about what was going on. Weird, huh? They're like, I don't, I don't know. Is that gay? (laughs) Guys, is that straight? I don't. I'm weirded out. (laughs) I don't know how. My gaydar just exploded. (laughs) I want to know. I want to know like your honest opinion on on a topic that has often like plagued me, which is if this be religion. No, it's not. <laughs> not going to talk about that. Today. Knock knock. Who's there? So when the people who are born, who they're like, I'm born a man or I'm born a woman, and I gender identify as the opposite, uh-huh. right? So like, say I'm born a man and I gender identify as a woman, and I go through all the process to make myself a woman, or all the process about that. But then we support you though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, cool, Keith. Thanks, we guys. still like you. But then the ultimate, like the ultimate result is gay. How? Wait, no, 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 no. When I was like, okay, so I made myself all the way a woman, but then I'm attracted to women. And I'm like, were you sure about that gender identity thing? Like, you went through fucking thousands of dollars of surgery to make it harder to pick up women. Like, there's less women that are gay than that are straight. You could have just stayed a dude and picked up women that way and just fucking, like, buried that shit. It, like, it blows my mind. Why does ratio play a factor? Because you're like, I gender identify. Straight up talking about difficulty. Straight up about difficulty. Being like, I have a dick. I could get women. I don't think that you can place difficulty as a criteria for happiness. I suppose. 
But I find it, it, it it's one of those things that, like, it, it really, I'm not saying it's wrong. It I'm not plagues saying, you? Huh? It's just one of those things that plagues you. This plagues you. No, this but, like, it's one of those things that I think about, but I'm just sort of like, wait, you went through all that trouble to change your gender. I totally want to picture this, like, him elbowing Sarah at night. Hey, Sarah, you sleeping? Okay, good. Well, now that you're awake, what do you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's kind of like that. <laughs> okay, but why are you asking us? Like, I know for a fact that you know more than one transgender lesbian. I know! <laughs> <laughs> but I can't ask them. Sure you can. Why not? Well, they're listeners, and maybe on, they'll come on, up to on. me. Kobold was, like, super pumped to talk about this stuff. Does Kobold the dudes or the chicks? Oh, I don't know. If you're afraid to ask thinking, questions to anybody, yeah. send me. I will do it. All right, we're going to work on this. This is my friend Sylvie. Hello. I Listeners are 9 to 5. We're going to look into this, and we're going to get back to you maybe in a couple months. Once we're we could, we could do a, um, a go plug yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny, guys. There's your excuse. This should be the name of this podcast. Je Je <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't think I, I see a particularly big problem with it. it, it like, I don't see a problem. It's just that, like, yeah. a th- I, I, I'm not like a problem, and I'm not like opposed to. He's any just of questioning the logistics. The logistics of it being like, yeah. there's no logistic to love, Keith. But you're like, it would have been easier for you to, or maybe, that should be maybe a song they're title. like, I'm like, I'm not a great looking dude, but I'd be a fucking fantastic looking <laughs> chick. <laughs> you know, or like whatever, I'll pick up a million. I, I doubt that she'll in go order through to f- the re. Whatever. In order to no, see this visualized, be sure to check out Fuck Mondays in the Cupping <laughs> No, but yeah, fantastic that's looking cheap. One of the logistics, if you like, you went through all the trouble of a sex change, just to ultimately go after the gender that your previous gender would have had an easier time picking up. Mm-hmm. Like that's the part that like. Why does challenge deter you from a tur- from achieving what you most want? No, but in that's life. like being like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to instead. Think of it. No, you know what? Everything is just nixed by this simple fact. You're going through the biggest challenge in the world, which is to change your fucking gender, right. what you are born as, right. to find love. Okay. Do you think that the fact that there are less lesbian chicks in the world is going to fucking bother you once you achieve that? It would. Also, but seriously, <laughs> Keith, like, why are you questioning this? Because you've gone out with the most difficult chicks we've ever known. <laughs> oh my god, have you? <laughs> no, but like, this is like, like, it's like, like you know, it would be easier like, for you just to date a like, nice girl. Here's, but here's here's a thing that I like. I know that like if I was single, working out a bunch would get me more chicks, and I would still have like a hard time to work out. Like, I wouldn't right, work out. Right. Let, let so, me put this a different way. So you're just sort of like, no, 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 no. But th- so then it's like, I'm going to take even more than working out. I'm going to fucking take hormones, do operations, fucking rehabilitate myself to fucking become a woman, and then I'm going to have a lesbian and have less chicks. Like, it's just like, I'm you're, not you're saying You're probably it's, more interested right, in... No, hang on. Let me, let me turn this around. Maybe. I think, that, I mean, I think that, that, that's, that's obviously the root of it, but... Yeah. Let me turn this around, Keith. I want to ask you a question. You, your ultimate goal is happiness in a relationship, so... Wouldn't someone, like a normal person, uh, an average person, any person, say um, it would be easier to be in a happy relationship with someone who's not addicted to crystal meth? Because you, you guys are having so much more fun, like taunting him about this, than you are actually talking about what he wants to talk about. I'm actually, about. I'm actually making points with this. Like, yeah. if you, I'm just saying. Sometimes yourself, you okay. Think about it this way, because you're the thinking challenge. It makes no sense. To transform yourself in order to find love so when it's going to be harder. What? He said, hate myself. All right, I'm there. 
I hate myself. Okay, just let me go through with this without losing my train of thought, because it's complex enough as it is. Right. Okay, so you think that it's stupid to go through this incredibly... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't... You didn't say that it was stupid. You just... No, I didn't think it was stupid. It's just... It's just I find it's like it's... You don't it, get it. It, like, increases the difficulty of an already difficult situation. Let me get through this. Okay, so increases the difficulty. But what if the greatest... The greater difficulty is the fact that you can't get past your own gender to actually go out and try to connect with people in the first place. And the only way that you can try to even connect with anybody in any respect is actually change your gender. And that, in respect, regardless of the numbers involved, already facilitates the task a great deal for you. I guess so. But there's all kinds of work you can do with yourself that will not involve tens of thousands of dollars of irreversible surgery. But then, what if you're really a woman on the inside? Well, then that no, then, so, that, no, then John, that I think you do it. And no, John, that was that question wasn't generalized. It was John. <laughs> what if you're really a woman on the inside? Right. I still want to put you in a dress and do your makeup. But that's just me. John, answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> that's not just Sophie. I just I don't I don't understand the surgery or. or I do, I guess, but I see it as like kind of a last resort. Well, the the, the like, biggest thing, the biggest the, or the best argument I've heard against by against, I mean for yeah. like transgender people is whatever. What? How is what? So fucking try to understand my brain, Sophie. <laughs> the best argument that I've heard for like the transgendered and the operation, whatever else like that, is just sort of like uh, a girl coming up to me, being like like t- talking about how she was going to be transforming herself into a man, and was just sort of like when you wake up. And you have all the working parts of a man, and you have your dick, and you have your penis, whatever else like that. It feels natural. Your She's dick like, and your penis? My and dick and my penis. Else? Like the balls. Hold on. And there's three like things he's talking about here. My dick, a penis, and other stuff like that. Those are the balls. Number one <laughs> and number two. So, one hangs lower than the other, guys. So, in conclusion, she was like... I'm not, that, I'm not shocked and appalled by this either. Like, I work with, with prosthetic <laughs> testicles. Like like, that feels like 100% normal. She's yeah. like, when I wake up, she's like, the absence of that sensation she's like is like a real thing that i feel she's like i wake up feeling like a man as though you just woke up feeling like a woman and i was like so you play with your boobies right away and like <laughs> not for i'm trying but... hard not to be offended by that That's what I would... if i suddenly woke up in a woman's body i'd be like Wee! <laughs> i'm not saying that as no but she's would virtually every yeah. other <laughs> I think women just feel differently about everything. Yeah, so exactly. don't worry about Where if you woke up with a penis, would the first thing you'd be like, I'm going to stand up and pee? I'm pretty much going to scream and cry. That that's well, would be what, what would be happening. Then yes. you'd masturbate. And then you'd have an erection to deal with because it's the morning. Yep. And that's what fucking happens. I would probably beat it with a stick. After you peed, but that's really hard that's first thing in the morning. Yeah, you'll, you'll learn. <laughs> you'll learn the correct way to yeah. beat it. It's not with a stick. But anyway, I, I actually have something constructive to put in it. No, no, so, but, but it is just, just to finish my story real yeah. quick. Well, and she was just sort of like... Wait, it, who are you talking about? I cannot recall her name. Okay. It wasn't Cobalt. Uh, it was the other one that we used to game with. Jess something, maybe? Doesn't matter. Know. We game with another transgender? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was uh, shorter. She was like a ginger. She had uh, glasses. Oh, yeah. Ten years from me. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Don't know her. Either, either way, but she was just sort of like, she's like, it feels like wrong. She's like, I feel that I'm missing something. She's like, I feel that I was born a man and was just like, I gender identified like the complete fucking opposite. And I'm like, that I get. I can understand. Like, you're like, whatever. I'll fucking do whatever I can to fix that. If I wake up every morning thinking I should be a woman, 
Like, cross-dressing and whatever is only going to take you so far. Like, there's a certain point if you're like, wait a second, I really should be a woman. I'm going to fucking do what I can with modern medicine to make myself a fucking woman. I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. It's the weird, like, the, the gender, like, the... Like, also, I'm a gay woman. And you're like, that just seems like you just fucking upped the difficulty on your game. Which I'm not saying is wrong. I'm just saying it's like... I'm sure it doesn't make anything. Okay, so I read a book called uh, Steel Beach by Mr. John Varley when I was a younger man. I guess I was like 12, maybe 13. And um, one of the, the, the main character of the book, whose name is Cricket, this is like set in the future, it's a sci-fi novel. There's all kinds of sci-fi shit that goes on. But one of the, the, like, the things that he does in, in the book is every three times, I think it takes place, maybe twice, he changes his gender, and it's like... It's not even a big thing. It's like getting a haircut, kind of. If you go to a body shop, it's more expensive to change your gender because there's all kinds of whatever. But it's like part of normal life. Every couple of years, you're gonna like you feel like having a different sex experience, or you feel like looking a little different. So you just you go and get it changed, and it ain't no thing. Like nobody, nobody even thinks of it as a big deal. It's just you feel like having having a different experience for a while, and it's just part of the joy of life to experience different things. Yeah, but that runs through. Would you do that? Would you do that? Through fiction, pretty easily. I mean, like. In Star Trek, there's a thing, right? Those aliens that hop from body to body, they're but would, like, symbiotic. Yeah, would you? If you were to sort of like, six months as a girl, fucking after that you'll flip back to being John. I don't know. Scott? Same question. Yeah, yeah, sure. I don't see totally. Yeah, totally. I don't see why not. Uh, how would your wife feel about that? What if she got it changed at the same time? Then just... You, got, you could just swap it? got to be the man? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, it's a... Uh, Whatever. That's no, 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 no. Why we're, we're talking about this grand. issue in, in fiction. We moved over this into sci-fi as to um, whether or not you would switch your gender if it wasn't a difficult process and was also that you could flip it back and put on a headset. And it's also socially acceptable and like a normal part of society. Socially acceptable and a normal thing. Just sort of like, like I got my else? haircut or dyed my hair or whatever else like that. Yeah. Although, I mean, so society's getting there anyways. I mean, there's more body mods and... Piercing, scarification, tattoo, stretched out earlobes, do what you want. And that's, that's like, in a, a very image-conscious way. And the other side that's happening is, is technological body mods, right? Like people getting RFID chips in their wrists that open their doors the and start their cars. And planted in their fingertips so they can feel, um, like, electrical signals. Yeah, and I, I saw a guy who had a digital watch plugged into his nervous system. Really? Under his skin, it lights up through his his wrist. This is actually news to me. I'm crazy. Kind of yeah, there's some there's some crazy stuff out there, and that's that's just gonna keep happening. Yeah. And you're gonna get, you know, instead of typing in a code for your iPhone, you're gonna <laughs> swipe your finger. Swipe your finger on yeah, it because yeah, there's a chip underneath your finger now. I can't wait for that. All right, so but, guys, we're uh, right an hour. Mm-hmm. We're going right really quick. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. We did talk about a lot of things. Um, are we going to wrap it up? I don't know if that's, uh, that's cool with everybody. Yeah. And we, we, could, we could do another episode after this episode if Sophie really wants to. You guys can do it, but I won't. Okay. I don't know if that means that we'll do it or not. Well, whatever, we'll do it or not. I wanted to talk about the fact that I got Guild Wars and I tried it. So why don't you stick around for another ten minutes? Hi-yo. And Sophie's going to talk about Guild Wars in the next episode of 90S. Yeah, but your Tune wife just said that there isn't going to be another episode. special 90 yes. yeah. So he so talks about Guild Wars. I just rewatched the entire and then season of Clone High, by the yeah. way. <laughs> so he's going to talk about Guild Wars in the next episode of 90 yes, and then she'll leave immediately. Scott will get into a fight with his wife on live on air. On whether or not he's allowed to stay. 
Hey-o. I'm going to have another beer. After that point, we might lose Sophie and Scott in the next very special episode of 90s. So be and sure to tune be me in. and John talking in Sophie's house. <laughs> so be sure to tune in for that episode. It's going to be great. I'm Scott. I'm John. It's your turn, Sophie. Well, you spoke first. You do it. No. You do it. No, you do it. You do it. I'm Keith. I'm fuck you, site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9TO5DOTCC, 9to5.cc on Facebook, and uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9TO number 5CC on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.